This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. Our topic today is going to be, or rather it is, kindness. Before we begin... I'm going to pray this Holy Spirit prayer that I frequently pray, as in on a daily basis, I pray this prayer. It goes like this, come divine spirit, rattle our cages, break into our locked houses, water our parched land, undo our bends and twistedness, awaken our hearts, help us to overflow with kindness and give us unending joy. Amen. I'm going to focus on the phrase, help us to overflow with kindness. Overflow. I just picture a huge stream. Actually, streams aren't huge, but I picture a stream, right? Just, and it's overflowing over rocks. It's almost, you know, reaching the high parts where you walk so you can walk along the stream and not get your feet wet, right? It's just overflowing. It's light. It's fresh. It's moving. It's inviting. If we look around the world, kindness is often in short supply. And I think I understand in some ways why and how it's in short supply. People are stressed. They're overwhelmed. Decisions that used to be sort of small and mindless, or at least on autopilot, are now big and difficult. We have to navigate a lot of things that we haven't had to navigate in the past. So it makes us a little bit short-tempered and uneasy and insecure. You know, a few years ago, I wrote a Bible study on the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and kindness is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so as I started to think about what I was going to say in this podcast, I thought, wait, I think I have some good ideas that I've said in the past. So I'm going to revisit some of this. And it, it is in my book. And if you have my book, um, it's in the chapter on kindness and goodness, because often we do link kindness and goodness together. So first, how do we overflow with kindness? I think one way is to realize that we don't know the burdens people are carrying around. And I'm sure you've heard other people say that. And you may have even heard me say it on this, on this podcast, but we don't know what people are carrying around with them. And so they may look down, they may be short tempered, they may not be able to respond to us in the way we would like them to. And it can be often that they are carrying something that they don't want to share with you, Maybe it's not your business. Maybe you don't know them well enough that they should tell you this big thing that's going on in their life that's making it difficult right now. So I think that's the first thing is we don't know what people are carrying. The second thing is, is we often approach life in a very much of a quid pro quo way, right? You're nice to me. I'll be nice to you. You're not nice to me. Well, there you go. All right. Well, so we decide not to be kind because someone is not kind back to us. And I don't know about you, but my mom often used to tell all of us four children when we were fighting and being decidedly unkind to each other, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I think that's a good reminder in general 
if you don't have something nice to say, if you cannot be kind, say nothing. Just say nothing. We don't always need to respond to people's unkindness or ugliness or nastiness. There's no rule about that. There really isn't. But if you really want to disarm someone's bad mood or difficulty, when they lash out, if you can find it within yourself to respond with kindness, that would be amazing. So, you know, someone is nasty to you or someone pushes ahead of you online or, or something like this. And instead of retaliating, you say, wow, you must be in a hurry today. Go ahead. I don't mind if you go forward in front of me. But you have to say it with a smile and not with snark. So if you can't say it without snark, then hmm, don't say it, okay? Um, or you might say, wow, you seem to be having a hard day. Do you want to talk about it if you know the person well? So respond with kindness, even when kindness is not given out to you. And, you know, a lot of times it's hard to be kind because I'm not thinking about the other person. So in, in my book, I made this little list of things of why it's so hard to be kind sometimes. And of course, the list revolves all around me. Just, just about me, about Diana, right? Why can't I be nice to you today? Well, I can't be nice because I didn't sleep enough. I need some more coffee. My washing machine broke. Um, you're annoying me. Uh, I don't like the clothes you're wearing. It's not fair. Why can't you just be nice to me? Why do I always have to be the one? Why do I always have to be the one? That's a big one, isn't it? Why is it me? Why must the world expect me to be nice when the world is not nice to me. Well, that's really our call. That's our call as Christians. And if you are not a Christian, it's our call as fellow human beings that we each have dignity because we exist. We have dignity because we are created by God and we have a soul and we know who each other is because we are similar in that we are all human and human beings have an inherent worth. And because we have inherent worth and dignity, then kindness is what needs to come and flow between us. Not nastiness, not ugliness, but kindness. And I know it is hard to be kind. That is what we are asked to do. And one way that makes it easier or more likely that I will be kind is if I have spent some time in prayer. Well, maybe you don't like to pray or maybe you're not a person of prayer. I would invite you then to spend some time every day in some silence because a lot prayer in silence is very effective because it takes you out of your self. And until you can move out of yourself and out of the whole me, 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 then we are not going to be able to be kind to the people who are in need of our kindness. And sometimes I'm sure you look around and you think, well, I could be kinder to people if people were kinder. And you're right. And I'm with you. But that's not the call. That's not the challenge. The idea is to be kind when it's hard. That is really the true measure, right, of a person. It's easy to be nice to people who are nice to us. It's easy to follow the rules, maybe, when people are watching. It's good to do the right thing when we know we're going to be rewarded for it. But that isn't the whole big plan of life. The really big plan of life 
is that you are a person of integrity and kindness, no matter who is watching, no matter the reward, no matter if it is difficult. Let's face it, if we all only did the things that were easy, there's a whole lot in this world that would not be getting done. In your personal life, in your business life, in your relationships, lots of things would not be getting done. But we do them because we know that it's important. And so I think we have forgotten that being kind is important because being kind can kind of look like you're wimpy, like you're letting people walk all over you. And I have had this experience. You know, I've worked in lots of different jobs and mostly I've always worked with people and people often associate kindness with, I'm going to say, stupidity. Or maybe not so much stupidity, but they can sort of put one over on you. And if anyone knows me personally, you know that I'm, I'm not easily gotten around. When there are rules that need to be followed, when there are things that need to be done, when there are steps that need to be taken, there's a purpose for those. And I'm willing to work with people and I'm willing to help find the best way to figure out a solution to their problems. But it doesn't mean you can go around or pretend that what I've said is not important or necessary. And so maybe that's why people don't want to be kind is maybe they think if they're kind, they're going to be taken advantage of. I'm going to give you another example. This is one of those embarrassing stories that I can tell because it's my story to tell. Um, And I don't want you to judge me. And it is in the book. So if you read the book, you're going to hear it again, maybe slightly differently. So um, a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago now, my car was rear-ended and it needed to be repaired. And for whatever reason, um, the, the battery needed to be taken out. And I don't understand why. I don't pretend to understand car repair. That's why someone who knows about it does it, not me. So my car was rear-ended. The battery needed to be taken out. I was away on vacation when this happened. And so when my daughter picked up the car, um, I, she didn't turn on the radio. And what happened with that car, there's like that like security check where if you take out the battery, you have to put in a code to get the radio to work. So I'm driving down the highway and I turn on the radio and the radio is not working and I'm getting a little annoyed. And I realize, oh, I need to just put the code in. I know where the code is. The code is in my little manual, which is in my glove compartment. So when I stop, I go to my glove compartment and I get out my manual, except my manual is not there. And I am furious. I had, I had had it. There had been a series of very difficult events that led up to this whole situation. The rear ending of the car was just one small minor problem in the scheme of things. But now my radio wasn't working and I was really, really angry. And I call up the body shop where we had the car fixed and I was like, where's my manual? We don't have your manual. You must have my manual because I don't have it and it's always in the glove compartment. That's where I keep it. You must have taken it out. And I screamed like a crazy woman, like... (laughs) Like, like a person who was literally out of control. There was no kindness. There was no reasoning with me. I was certain beyond a shadow of a doubt that this man had taken the car manual out of my car and had my radio code and was lying to me. There was nothing he could say. I hung up on him. Yes, I, I don't think I said goodbye. I think I just hung up on him. And I go to the dealership and 
they help me out guys you know by then i've calmed down a bit i've i've breathed a little bit and i realize i probably shouldn't scream at this guy because he really had nothing to do with this and if i want his help i should try to be a little nicer so i was a little nicer but i was super stressed nonetheless but he took pity on me and he helped me out and then i got home and there sitting on the kitchen table was the manual for the car i want to be able to tell you that at this point i picked up the phone and i apologized to the man I had screamed at, but I didn't because I was so humiliated, so humiliated that I had spoken to this man with so little respect and so little kindness and no concern at all it's like to actually listen to what he was saying to me. And I was mortified. And so I did not call him back, which is a, that's also not a nice thing to do. And there was my book. And if I had just stopped, if I had just thought for a minute, that maybe he was telling me the truth. But instead, I was convinced I knew what I knew. And I didn't know what I thought I knew. I was wrong. I was so wrong. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because what was contributing to my unkindness? Well, first of all, I had a need that I wanted to be met immediately. Second of all, I was stressed. I was super stressed. There was so much going on that was overwhelming me that the fact that I could not get the radio to work was just that thing, that one thing, that proverbial straw that broke the camel's back, right? I totally lost it, all because I was not taking the time to consider other people's feelings. I wasn't taking the time to consider my own feelings. So I tell you this to say this. If you find that you are struggling with being kind in general, not just when people are not kind to you, but in general, just being a a kind person. I think you probably need to get yourself some rest. You need to take a little break, right? Do something that is going to feed your soul and refuel you so that you can be kind. Read scripture, read a book, lay out in the sun, or if you don't live where you can lay out in the sun, have a snowball fight, play in the leaves. Do something that you enjoy that is fun and relaxing and refuels you and refills you and will give you what you need to be a kind person. So this way, not only will you be exhibiting kindness, but the next time somebody flips you off for whatever reason, you can respond with some modicum of kindness. And even if that person does not receive it as kindness, if that's how you mean it, know that eventually they will come back and realize that you were doing something good for them, that you were trying to be kind and generous in a situation where they were not. So that is what I'm going to leave you with. I'm going to leave you with this as your not lukewarm challenge for this week, to be kind, be kind, even when you don't want to be, especially when you don't want to be. And if you find yourself low in the fruit of the spirit of kindness, take some time to refuel and refill your tank so that you can be kind to others, even if they are not kind to you. I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless you. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. I'd also like to let you know about a new study that we are doing over at livenotlukewarm.com, which is a study on the Gospel of Luke. We're going to begin um, in October. So October, October, I should have had that date in front of me, October 6th. We're going to begin October 6th. And uh, so take a look at livenotlukewarm.com. I will drop a link in the show notes and see if you are interested in doing a live virtual study on the Gospel of Luke. 
Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.